0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So, today we're going to talk about Trump's convention, you know, the one in Jacksonville, the Republican National Convention, and we're going to talk about some guidelines that got released that aren't being talked about because a quote came out with them, and everybody's looking at the first sentence of the quote the release. So, the convention in Jacksonville, it's been canned. Now, if you don't know the full back story, this was going to happen in North Carolina. They moved it because they didn't want big crowds up there, so they moved it to Jacksonville. Then they realized it was probably not a good idea to have big crowds. So they limited crowd size, and now it's just scrapped altogether, and it's going to be done virtually. Cool. Trump says he's doing it to send the right message, you know, to, to kind of convey some leadership. I'm Cool. I'm with that. And that sounds good. The problem is, at the exact same time this is happening, his administration is still pushing for all the schools to reopen. And a quote came out today, and everybody's focusing on the first sentence of that quote. It is critically important for our public health to open schools this fall. That's pretty conclusive. It is critically important and this is the this is the quote that's going around let's add some context to this because there's more to the quote the cdc resources released today will help parents teachers and administrators make practical safety focused decisions as this school year begins okay so what do those resources say it's critically important but you need to look at the resources and those resources give you guidelines. Hand washing should occur pretty much all the time um, for no less than 20 seconds each for each student. I'm sure there's going to be enough sinks and everything for that. That's not going to be a problem at all. You know, we have been underfunding teachers for years. They will figure it out. They'll build sinks. You know, we don't need to worry about this. That They got it. They need to have adequate supplies of soap and hand sanitizer because, you know, hand sanitizers are not in short supply. Again, maybe they can do a science project and make their own. They'll adapt. It's what teachers do. They're all supposed to wear masks. We got grown adults who won't wear their masks. And when they don't and they throw a temper tantrum and end up on YouTube, what do we say? They're acting like a child. But we expect the actual children to do what they're supposed to. They need other supplies in the classroom. Hand sanitizer, again. Paper towels, tissue, disinfectant wipes. You know, because those, again, it's not like those are in short supply. I'm sure there will be no problem getting them once every school in the country is trying to get their hands on them. But again, maybe they can just make their own. They'll figure something out. No worries. This is stuff that teachers need under normal circumstances that has to be donated by parents. And now they're going to need a whole lot more. The schools are supposed to broadcast regular announcements on stopping the spread, like some dystopian science fiction novel. And in the same guidelines... They're supposed to take time to remind students and give them skills to not think about it. I don't know how that's going to work. They're supposed to disinfect playgrounds. I'm assuming with Lysol, because that's everywhere. You know, I'm sure they can figure something out. Janitors are resourceful, too. They'll figure it out. No reason to worry. They also need to disinfect the buses. Now, I don't know how they're going to do this as children are using them, These are shared things, but that's another thing. While they're talking about disinfecting this stuff, they're also saying you can't use anything that is communal, and there's supposed to be no sharing at all, of like anything. You're supposed to open windows in the classrooms so you get outside air in. However, you can't do that if a kid has asthma. Here's one. Students should bring their own water and food. One of the big things this entire time, one of the big talking points was, you know, this may be the only, the only meal a student gets. And rather than addressing the actual issue of poverty, we rely on the school. But now, by the guidelines, no, they need to bring their own. Kind of undercuts that talking point a lot. They're supposed to social distance, six feet at all times. I don't know how that's supposed to work either. Um, There's not enough room in a classroom to do that with the number of kids that we have packed into classrooms because they're underfunded. So we're going to have to open up more classrooms, build more schools, hire more teachers because it's not like there's a teacher shortage or anything. They're supposed to find the money to put up plastic dividers at sinks and anywhere that students may be near each other. They're supposed to stay six feet apart even in lines and I don't know if you've ever watched children in, in, in a line but that seems ambitious. Supposed to skip rows on buses to, to maintain distance on buses which means we need more buses and more bus drivers and more money because we're gonna run the same routes more often. They have to close the dining halls. I guess that kind of goes without saying because kids are supposed to bring their own food. Um, There's going to be daily health checks. Teachers also need a medical degree now. They'll be doing that. I guess the school nurse could process every student that comes in. And they need backup staffing for the teachers for the inevitable occasion when they get sick. Now, this is a huge list of stuff. Seems pretty impractical. This is a fraction of one of the pages. There are more. This was just the stuff for school administrators and not even all of that. This doesn't really seem feasible. It doesn't seem feasible. Now, I'm sure that the state government and the county government, they will be completely honest with everybody about how well they're keeping people safe. I can't think of any situation in which a state government or a county government just didn't tell the truth and a whole bunch of people got sick. You know, I actually, when I said that, I was specifically thinking of Flint and, and now that I've said it out loud, I realize that that applies to a whole bunch of stuff. They actually have a really bad track record with this. But don't worry, it'll be different this time with no money and higher requirements. Even though they weren't able to do the base requirements a lot of times. Now, in this same release that that quote got pulled from, there's a high risk, moderate risk, and low risk. High risk is business as usual. Okay. Moderate risk is this, what I just described, that's moderate risk and all the other stuff that I didn't mention. This is moderate risk. What is lowest risk? Students and teachers engage in virtual only classes, activities, and events. That quote, only using that first line, that's not bad journalism. That's straight-up propaganda. They had this. this is, it's all part of the same thing, but they're only using that first quote. Um, this doesn't seem feasible to me, not realistically. Uh, I'm not a teacher, but I know a little bit about logistics. This is going to be really hard. Our system, our school system, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We're trying to force this system to remain open when in reality it wasn't that great to begin with. Necessity is the mother of invention. We need something else. It's time to innovate. It's time to move past a system that has failed. And that the failure is not the fault of the teachers or the administrators. It's our fault for not forcing the politicians to fund them. We need something new. We need something new. This doesn't seem like it's going to hold. Because we're not getting the leadership that we actually need. Even when he pretends to lead this is going on behind the scenes. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.